0: Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. And the NFL is back. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for week one. Bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts. Plus, you can make every game a big game with same game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Noah, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing all right. I'm doing all right. Getting getting close to the end of the summer, exciting. Uh, we can, you know, finally getting, you know, slowly getting closer to the start of hockey season, uh, which is always exciting because really not too much going on. Obviously, like the the women's worlds are going on. That's fun. And there's, you know, some other little stuff here or there, but no NHL hockey, kind of a bummer, but we're getting close. Other than that, not really too much going on, you know, just just kind of hanging out. I joined a gym recently um, and I hate it. It is terrible time, but, you know, I have to do it. So, and it's always like fun. Like I find, cause every time like you go back to the gym after like, like I haven't been in like literally like a year and you go back and like immediately like day one, it's like, it's a fun game of like, am I just sore or did I like completely shatter my like biceps? And like, <laughs> I'm starting to lean towards the latter, but. Other than that, things, things are all right. Um, but, yeah, some, some terribly sad news, uh, you know, out there this week with the passing of former Panthers player Jimmy Hayes, uh, 31 years old, um, the day after his, his kid's birthday. Um, Talk to me about this and Jimmy Hayes and, and the player and, and person that he was.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so sad because – First of all, so do you have any, no health issues either that we are aware of. Yeah,
0: obviously, like, we, we don't know the cause of death. We're not going to speculate on that. Um, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. Um, but, yeah, 31 years old, um, played in Florida a couple of years. Um, just unbelievably sad uh, for, for this to happen.
1: Yeah, and he was, like, so beloved by the hockey community. I yeah. think that's what, like that's what hurts so much is he was so involved and he he was such a big part of so many like organizations and so many lives that it just, it, it hurts that much more. And it came like completely out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. Like it was like, it was literally the first thing I saw when I woke up that morning and yeah, he's, I mean, the Hayes family, obviously big hockey family, they're connect, you know, cousins with the Kachucks in uh, the Fitzgerald family. Uh, so deeply rooted, you know, in the, in the hockey community. Uh, and I think a big thing too, that, that makes it, you know, so unbelievably sad is that like, no, I guess not so much sad, but like he got to live out, like he got to live the dream of being a kid from, from the Boston area from Dorchester uh, growing up uh, playing at Boston college, playing for the Bruins. I mean, that's, that's the dream. He got to live the dream. And, you know, not many people can say that. And so I'm glad that, you know, he was able to do that and yeah, just absolutely, you know, gut wrenching for that to happen. And the thing I like, cause you hear, you know, so many, so many touching tributes uh, to him pouring out on, on social media and everywhere and everyone talking about, you know, how upbeat he was. How, how, how funny he was like I saw one quote that was like I forget who it was from but they said like Jimmy's the type of guy who could have you laughing before he even delivered the punchline like that's the type of person that he was and you know really just the, the ultimate like locker room guy like it, it's kind of overused a bunch in sports when they talk about you know having a good locker room presence a good glue guy in the room um, but but that's what Jimmy Hayes was in, in every locker room he was in um, and he was incredibly aware of that fact too. Um, and had, you know, said before that, you know, he understood that like, you know, he's like teams want me around and I stick around, um, because of that, because I'm good in the room and I can, I can help people and put a smile on people's face every day. And there's a tremendous amount of value in that aside from, from being the player he was, which was, you know, a big power forward who at had, had his best was incredibly tough to, to play against.
1: Yeah. I mean, and he, he definitely did not have a bad seat, like a bad career in terms of like statistics and stuff, like definitely above average in terms of just all the other NHLers that come into the league. Um, it's, it's so you can't believe it. and you feel for for him and his family. Like he had a wife, he had two sons that were two. One of them was two. And I think the other one was like just born.
0: Yeah, 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 two, two months old, I think. It's, yeah, so sad. Um, you know, he, he had the podcast. He, he was on the Missing Curfew podcast, had transitioned really well in his kind of post-playing career uh, life. Like, just, it seems like there was just so much uh, ahead of him um, for him to do and accomplish that, to have that, you know,
1: cut short. is It's really, really awful. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's horrible. And you feel for his brother too. Um, it's, uh, you can't really describe these like situations. It's just, it's so unfortunate. Yeah. Just,
0: yeah. Just awful. Really, really awful. Um, but yeah, so that that was, that was kind of the, the main talking point of the last last few days, you know, unbelievable unfortunate, but some really, really touching, tributes from fans and players and teams um, but yeah just terrible um, other news around the league that there really isn't much um, actually I didn't mention this dude when I was telling you you know what I thought we should talk about today forgot to mention this but ESPN plus signing their uh, their new deal uh, or signing a deal with the KHL to, to broadcast uh, some games and, and the the playoff games what are your thoughts on
1: that really interesting and I, I read that too earlier today. They, it's them and in Canada it's gonna be what is it portable.tv. Do you read do you read yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. So I I don't I've literally never heard of this website. Um I, I literally just pulled it up just to see what it, what it's like. Um but really interesting move. I, I wonder who initiated the talks.
0: I, I'm not exactly sure who initiated it. Um, it seems like there's, you know, definitely some benefit. I think for for both sides. Um, I'm a bit curious for ESPN because you know hockey's not maybe they you know they just got the NHL rights. It's not you know one of the big marquee sports. So to go out and get more games from another league, I think is a really interesting move.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Like. I don't think I've ever watched a full KHL game. Yeah. I mean,
0: I like I have because I, I have to, but, um, and a part of it too, is that like, you just don't watch them because, you know, they're, they're, it's hard to watch. The accessibility is a bit of a challenge and, you know, they play it odd times. Yeah. Right. Because of, you know, time difference. So like I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like I, I will definitely tune in for, to some games. Um, I like the KHL hockey. It's a it's a very different from the NHL in terms of you know because of the bigger ice, less dump-ins, um, you know players are you know they they take different opportunities to shoot. So it's it's a slightly different game for sure. And then it's also this kind of fun mix because you get to watch some really exciting you know young players that are you know NHL draft picks um, who have you know bright futures ahead of them. And then you also get to watch like a bunch of guys who used to play in the NHL or like fringe NHL players. So you get to watch them too. So it's a nice little mix. And Kirill Kaprazov. I mean, he said, he said no to the Moscow deal, but you know, until, until he signs a new contract with the wild, I'm not too sure.
1: You never know. Um,
0: um, I'm also, I'm, I'm most excited to watch one of my favorite players growing up legendary nhl draft bust nail yakupov so i cannot oh my god i cannot wait to watch him play
1: at like four in the morning (laughs) (laughs) and uh bob hartley coaches a team i know that they just won um that'll be exciting i know max talbot played there for years he retired like two seasons ago i want to say he, um, did he? Yeah, he 100% played. Uh, no, i meant retired. retire. I had no idea when he retired. He did retire. Uh, I remember because they had like a documentary about his like last season of the KHL that went like in the locker room with him and stuff. Um, super, super interesting move. Um, I don't think it threatens the NHL's like audience at all. You know, think- I think that you would never i don't think anybody would watch a KHL game over an NHL game but it offers the possibility of watching it obviously the games are not at the same time um but it's you're not cannibalizing anything so really yeah. interesting move and i'll I'll definitely have to check out some games and i think from what i can see online which is very limited uh portable.tv seems to be free
0: well, that is exciting, Then I'm very excited about that.
1: Very exciting. Very exciting. So...
0: So. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like the to do too. I'm like, let's say, you know, you're a team and you have, you know, a really highly touted prospect playing in the KHL, you know, maybe, maybe now you can watch him play, get a better, you know, like for Matt, like imagine this was like three or four years ago, three years ago. And it was like Denisenko playing over there, you know, you're a Panthers fan, you know, and you got this guy you've drafted, you know, in the first round you want to know a little bit more about him. Now you have an opportunity to, to watch him play some games. Not a bad thing. I'll be interested to see what the viewership's like. Um,
1: And yeah, I think it's, it's really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about it. Uh, or even, even upcoming prospects. Like he scored his first goal in the preseason. I think yesterday. Medveh Mitchkov. Well, yeah,
0: Matt, have, he's unbelievable. Unbelievable player. right like, so
1: I, I'm I, not going to like, I I don't want to take anything away from his skill. It wasn't the nicest goal I've ever seen. Counts, counts same as the rest. Yeah. He, it's pretty impressive that he's that young playing in that league. Yeah.
0: yeah. And like for, for the NHL, like, I don't know if this move like necessarily like helps like grow the game of hockey and expands your audience because realistically, if you're not watching the NHL, you're not going to go watch the KHL most likely. I don't think it's an audience move at all. I, I mean, it's not. Yeah. No, it's more to like satisfy it, it more helps to like satisfy the, the current hockey fans who just want more content, who want to watch more hockey. That's kind of who would be tuning into these games.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see if we get like viewership numbers, if it's gonna be as underwhelming as I imagine it will.
0: Yeah, I imagine it's underwhelming, but at the same time, it's like let's it's a four a.m. spot on, I don't know like, what
1: the expectations are either.
0: No. And I don't know how much I don't even know what the financial is on what they paid for it either. So no clue. But yeah, either we either don't way, know about anything. Either way, KHL hockey coming to North America. Love to see it. More hockey. Can't complain. Um other news around the league. Um Mitchell Miller, former Arizona Coyotes draft pick, who has been who has been renounced uh after, you know, a bunch of uh stuff came out about. Uh, bullying—really, really awful stuff. Um, will be joining the Tri City Storm next year, his former team in the USHL. Uh, what are your thoughts about Mitchell Miller getting a getting a second chance here with Tri City?
1: I mean, I can't say I'm surprised. No, of course not, because it's hockey. I it's hockey, and we the, there is
0: almost incredibly- nothing that could happen in hockey that would like genuinely surprise me.
1: Yeah, it's it's just we're we're at that point, and it's really sad to say, but like it's his old team. It kind of makes sense. He he's a good hockey player. Clearly, <laughs> not a great a good person. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a great person at all. At all. Um, I mean, like I don't even know if he's in college. He's not. Because he got dropped from UND. I know he got dropped from UND, but I don't know if he's like studying elsewhere or doing anything. Yeah,
0: like here's the thing: like I'm all for like you give someone a second chance, right? Like people deserve second chances. They, you know, people make mistakes. Um, but in my opinion, his mistake was quite large, and I don't think he's really done much of anything to to make that right. Um, hasn't apologized uh, to the victim. I know he said he couldn't. That seems like bullshit. Um, there doesn't seem to be any sense of remorse. I believe in the statement uh, that came out today, he uh, said he would like to apologize for the inconvenience he caused the victim. Um, I don't really see the, the kind of stuff that he did as, as an inconvenience per se. To me, an inconvenience is like, oh, I missed my bus. So I'm going to be a little bit late. Um, yeah. an inconvenience is not, uh, you know, bullying and abusing another person the way that he did so that to me doesn't seem like a person who has really fully understood the the gravity of their actions and um to see him get you know a second chance this early without really doing much of the work um just I don't know I don't
1: I don't like it no I mean definitely don't like it for hockey for hockey as a whole but it's so annoying because it seems like literally no one in the hockey community that has influence is doing anything to help this like perceived culture. Yeah, no, it's it's nobody is doing anything about it, which is just infuriating. Yeah. It's, it's not great. Um, does
0: line up pretty nicely with a lot of the other stories that have been happening this offseason around the league you know exactly you know ties in you know logan my you evander kane so very on brand for for the sport of hockey unfortunately yep. um and we'll say like i i hope you know mitchell miller like proves me wrong and actually you know earns back um you know the right to be you know a, a pro hockey player and puts in the work and you know feels remorseful and is able to apologize to the victim, but that hasn't happened. And so until then, uh, not a fan. Nope. But doesn't concern us as Panthers fans because he has nothing to do with the Panthers. And, and you and mentioned,
1: sorry, you mentioned Evander Kane, who oh, in this yeah. week's edition uh, of what what's what going on with Evander Kane.
0: <laughs> edition of- it, could, it could just be a regular <laughs> segment on the show. <laughs>
1: In, in, yeah, in this week's edition of The Athletic exposes Ander Kane for being a not great person. Uh, I don't mean, think
0: you could say exposed. It's like it's pretty well out
1: there. <laughs> like it's not, not hidden. Um, a woman who had three abortions for him is now claiming that he refused to pay her the third time. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. So
0: they, yeah, they're the, this that's where he's and that. at. So that's, yeah, that's what's new with Evander Kane. We will sit and wait and see what happens. Um, probably not going to be good, but we will, we will wait and see on Evander Kane. Um, And yeah. And who knows what he gets up to next week in the news. Other fun stuff though. Uh, we got a nice, nice article from the athletic um, who held a fan survey Uh, where they asked fans basically to evaluate their team's front office and how confident they are in, uh, you know, the people that are there in charge making the decisions. Uh, They had the Panthers ranked fourth uh, behind uh, Tampa Bay, Colorado, and Detroit. Uh, Obviously, this is the first time the Panthers have ever been that high up on a a list like this, um, without a doubt. Um, because there has been some not so great management in the past, but I, I just I I still think, and I know fourth fourth in the league of thirty two teams is is very very good and well earned. I still think it's too low.
1: Honestly, like I I couldn't make a very valid argument for the Panthers being ahead of each of those three teams. Yeah. Like, well, first of all, first of all, how confident can you be in your management in Detroit if you just re-sign Jeff Blashill?
0: Yeah, like Detroit, like I think a lot of that is just like the Steve Eiserman effect of like people see what he did in Tampa Bay and they're like, oh, you know, he's in charge and he has made some really, really good moves. But until Detroit makes the playoffs again, I don't think I could put them that high, especially above a Panthers team who had the biggest points turnaround of any team in the league last season under new management who, you know, Bill Zito, who basically hit home runs with every move that he made.
1: Exactly. So I don't and know how, it's so super I, easy to argue, super easy to argue that Tampa got worse.
0: Well, yeah. And like Tampa Bay, I get you're coming off back-to-back Stanley Cups. You should feel pretty confident in your management yeah. group, but who laid like the, the people who laid the groundwork for your, your Stanley cup runs, the people who made the, the picks who signed the players for the most part um, that that was Steve Eiserman, Who's no longer there. Exactly. So, like, and I won't, I won't lie. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of their drafting under uh Respa in the last few drafts. And I'm not complaining about it because it's Tampa, it's a state rival. And I hope that they continue that trend, <laughs> but like I'd be like if Steve Eisman was still there, yeah, I'd have them at number one, but he's not, so I have a hard time. You know, obviously, yeah. Like Brees Bus made some good moves; he brought in some guys to get them over that 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 final hurdle. But a lot of the work wasn't really him and the people that are there, and so tough to say. Colorado, I guess, fair because they're like quite good.
1: The Colorado one's a bit interesting because. I, we already went over this. I just, I don't think they had a good off season at all.
0: No, I, I don't think they had a good off season. I mean, they're, they're in a tough spot where they had a really, really good opportunity to win last year. They had a really, really good team and they couldn't, you know, get past, you know, a, a good Vegas team, but like, in Joe Saka, he's made some good moves, you know, in the past and some really, really, you know, solid drafting. Like their drafting I guess, been okay like Kale McCarr is like an absolute home run. Pick. And they've
1: had some really high draft picks though.
0: Yeah. like Yeah. And like, again, like the Bowen Byron pick that, you know, they, they, they got that in a trade, that trade worked out ridiculously well for them. Um, So I guess you could make a case for them, but like, I could not be more confident in the, in the Panthers management right now. Like, I'll be honest, like absolutely until they do something that like, I absolutely just like, I completely disagree with or is awful or this team just falls apart. Um, and I don't see that happening. Um, no, this team, I mean, what Bill Zito's is, first of all, he's only been here a year. What he has done in a year is miraculous. Like the it players, feels like longer, doesn't it? It does. And like, and I hope it never ends because it just keeps getting better and better. And like, you know, he makes moves, he brings in players, but he's not, what I like is that he's never, satisfied with with what the team is he's always trying to make them better we saw it at the deadline last year you know huberto and Wenberg. Wenberg, good second line center right he's fine but you bring in sam bennett and the guy you know initially people are like oh you're paying too much basically two second rounders i don't think anyone's saying they paid too much anymore um some people are saying his contract's you know a bit rich they're also i think wrong yeah right and then, you know, you, you get bounced in the first round against, you know, a very good Tampa Bay team in a series you probably might have been able to win had you started Spencer Knight and had a healthier neckblad, right? So you, healthier neckblad coming back next year. You add Sam Reinhardt. You sign some guys to keep him around for a few years to some very, very reasonable contracts. You move out two guys who are really holding you back defensively and Keith Yandel and Anton Strauman. I mean the turnaround of this team is remarkable. And most of the credit of that goes to, goes to Bill Zito. And not just from an on ice standpoint, but the culture in Florida right now is so unbelievably strong. Yeah. And that can be a difference maker for a team. Like you see the players, they love playing with each other. They hang out, they go fishing, they go golfing, all the stuff. I wish I could do here in Canada, but it's cold most of the time or too hot. Right. Like they're just, they're having fun. They enjoy playing with each other. They enjoy being around each other away from the rink. I mean, it, it's a special group. I think every Panthers fan feels that way and is excited about the future. And yeah, I, I literally could not be more confident in the, in the group that's there in the management. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I is- mean, it's, yeah. It's a bit annoying that especially Detroit was ahead of them yeah but i mean what are you gonna do what are you gonna
0: do like i guess fourth is fine and it's honestly nice on like you know to see them get some you know nice recognition a little publicity you know sprinkle it in i had had a friend today come up to me and ask for you know if he could hop on the panthers bandwagon on the hype train and first of all i was like don't need to ask my permission like that like what (laughs) and second of all like fucking right so let's go let's get more people on the, on the Panthers hive train um, because it's going to be a fun ride. Uh, last thing I got here, Noah, before, before we end this episode, um, I read an article today that asked the question, is a Dano Chara a fit for the Florida Panthers? What is your answer to this question? Absolutely. Okay, cool. We're on the same page. Yeah, I agree.
1: Like, Absolutely. He, he's, we we, we've talked about this that the Panthers are missing kind of like that depth defensive piece that they just don't have yet like you just need to like go far in playoffs and like need to to combat injuries during the season and honestly I can't think of a lot better players than Chara still available yeah
0: yeah and so First of all, the article, uh, I believe, is from the hockey writers uh, who who published it, so shout-out to them. Uh, First of all, Panthers, not a ton of cap room right now, right? We're still waiting on Barkov's extension for next year, but, you know, we we continue to wait on that. But they have, like, just over a million, basically, in cap space, so not enough to really go and get, like, a huge, huge difference maker. But I think Zdeno Chara has a lot of really enticing qualities – And I think the Panthers have some some really enticing qualities for him as well. Mainly, you know, he's obviously very, very late in his career. Um, You know, at his peak, we know what he was. He's, you know, he's an all-star defenseman, a Norris Trophy winner. We know what he brought to the table. He's not that anymore because he's in his 40s, right? But at this point in his career, uh, winning's got to be, you know, probably a priority for him. And I think the Panthers obviously have a very, very good chance of, you know, like they're a contending team. They're right in the mix with a lot of other teams to win it all next year. Uh, Jumbo Jordan thinks the same. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. So number one, there's that number two, uh, obviously, you know, he's got his family in Boston, so he wants to stay out East. Would like to be close to him. I know technically Florida is not that close to Boston if my geography is correct, but Same division. So they do play him a bunch. So there'd be a lot of opportunity to, to be up there in Boston to see people. Um, so that, that, that works out well. And then what he can bring to the Panthers, uh, mainly is what he's good at at this point in his career. He's not a power play guy anymore. Five on five. He's like, okay-ish, but he's a really, really good penalty killer, right? He's big, he's strong, long reach. Um, you know, tough to play against. He'll, he'll make it, you know, make life miserable in front of the net if you're another team. Um, and so what he can do for you in that regard is kind of ease away some of those minutes away from the Panthers top four guys like Weger and Ekblad so that they can play more at five on five, more on the power play and put them in those favorable situations and not have to worry about, you know, killing penalties and blocking shots, maybe getting hurt. Um, So just taking some of that pressure off of the other defenders, I think is huge. Um, The added bonus, uh, the Panthers have a ton of defensemen right now that are kind of third pairing fringe type guys like Matt Kierstad, Nudevara, even potentially John Ludwig who had a a decent showing in the AHL last year. Right. So if there was ever, you know, a point where, you know, at his age, if you know, his body needs a bit of a break, a little bit of load management um, that can be accommodated, and then you still get that veteran leadership in the room, a guy who's won a championship um, to be that kind of veteran presence and help some of the young guys along, I think would be a, a big difference maker for this team and could be that missing ingredient that they just don't have right now in terms of experience.
1: Yeah, I definitely would not hurt. I think that's, there's no doubt about that. Um, the, the only thing that, that I can like, think of is you, you add a contract and it could always complicate things at the deadline when you're trading but I like I just I don't see this as being an issue no I, I, I see it seems like such a no-brainer it, it
0: seems like such an unbelievably perfect fit like actually like truly such a perfect fit for both the player and the team where you know he gets some of the things he's looking for and the team gets some of the things they're looking for. That's going to come in at the price range that they can afford. Right. And so to go along with, yeah, Joe Thornton, that experience because as good as the Panthers are, there's not a ton of playoff experience. I mean, Verhage has, has a Stanley cup, wasn't a huge part of that team. Um, but I think they could use some of that and Zdeno Chara can bring that along with some other qualities. And yeah, I think he can be, you know, a reliable third line option who can play 60 ish games for you a year and can you then, imagine him him and gudas playing on the same pairing oh someone suggested that and i was like well, first of all like just absolute pain for the other team well like oh like you know you dodge a radco gudas check only to run into zdeno chara stick with a cross check <laughs> and it's like oh no you know And, you know, it'd just be phenomenal. I'd love to watch it. It would be, like, the slowest, most aggressive pairing in the league, without a doubt.
1: Oh, my gosh. Like, no offensive production whatsoever. Just pure shut down, like, aggressive defensive ability.
0: Yeah. It'd be unreal. We Uh, need to make it happen. uh, Yeah, I don't know how we, we can make it happen, but it needs
1: to happen, I think. All right. Well, Anthony Duclair... Because we know he listens. If you could, uh, like, reach out to Chara and get him to sign with the Panthers, or if Chara is listening, hey man, Florida's great. Yeah, Florida's great. Can't
0: say enough good things about you know the team and and you know the state. So much to do. Disney World is close-ish.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, good enough. Closer to than, than Boston or Washington.
0: This is true. This is true. Um, Miami, great South Beach, real
1: estate opportunities.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's a real estate agent. Could be some opportunity there. Yeah, Lots of stuff going on. Would love to see it. And I will say right now on the, if it does happen, I will buy us both Zdeno Char jerseys and then I will buy another one and we'll give it away to one of our listeners. Amazing. 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 Cause why not? Why not? Anything to bring big Z to, to South Florida. <laughs> um, but yeah that does it for uh, this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, hopefully next week we got some more Panthers related stuff to talk about. Perhaps that Barkov extension. If uh, you know, Zito and, and, and Barky could get on that, that would be unbelievable. Uh, if not, uh, we'll think of something. So yeah. And then other than that, we got some more stuff uh, coming through some exciting news potentially in the future. Uh, so looking forward to that. Uh, I think you guys will like it, but yeah. Thank you to everyone tuning in, listening. We'll be back on Monday with a brand new episode. Uh, So take care and we'll see you then. looking to get a step on Mete!